eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Welcome back to another edition of Through the Smoke, a breaking news, instant reaction edition of Through the Smoke. When Miami lands a top 100 prospect, Gabby, I think it warrants a quick emergency podcast. So that's what we're going to bring here uh, with the news that four-star top 100 cornerback out of Thompson High School in Alabaster, Alabama, Traquan Figgins, has officially joined Miami's 2022 class. Uh, So big news, obviously. Uh, David Lake, joined by Gabby Urrutia. Gabby, I'll let you take it from here. Uh, how big is this commitment? What does it mean? Look, man, I mean, this is a huge commitment. This is a, just a massive pickup for DeMarcus Van Dyke, for Travaris Robinson, for, you know, really just for Miami as a whole. It's just, you know, this is, this is a guy that they sort of identified a, a little while ago, a guy that they felt like they can go after and get. Uh, you know, there was mutual interest basically from the jump. And just, you know, whenever you add a a top hundred talent to your roster, to the, you know, to your class, it's, it's just massive. And, you know, you consider the, the, the position, I mean, cornerback, obviously Miami's strongest position in the class of 2022, I think even potentially on signing day, we're still going to look back and be like that stretch in, you know, June, July for Miami solidified what might be their strongest, you know, position group of any position that they end up signing. So you know, I think that, uh, you know, I think Traquan Figgins is a huge win for Miami, again, over Alabama, South Carolina, a couple of the other schools involved. And, you know, I just think it's a, I, I think it's a really big deal. I've, I've had the chance to see him play a few times, you know, on the seven on seven circuit. And, you know, he's just a guy that, you know, he, he looks like an SEC football player. Like he's the type of the guy that you, you see playing for, you know, a South Carolina and Alabama or, or Florida and LSU or something like that. And you're just like, yeah, that's an SEC ball player. I think Miami adds one of those guys to the defensive back room. And I think that's, I think that's pretty big. Yeah. So Traquan is the number 82 overall player in the country. Would you say it's fair to say kind of South Carolina was the top competition with Alabama kind of sniffing around? I, you know, did Alabama necessarily make a strong push? I don't know. I think that's a little bit up for debate. Is that fair to say? Yeah, it definitely is. I mean, you know, Alabama recruits nationally, uh, you know, obviously a guy in their backyard, but, you know, they do have, they're always going to go after, you know, the, the high five-star corners, the high four-star corners, or guys that they just really identify and like. You know, Traquan Fegan seems like a guy that they sort of kept warm 
uh, just to, as a guy that, you know, they could potentially turn it up on any time, but it did feel like South Carolina was prob- probably the primary competition. And, you know, Torian Gray had a lot to do with that. You know, there's a lot of respect within the Fegans household for what he does over there. Just what he's done throughout his career, you know, it stops at Florida is another, I think he, that's where he was previously before South Carolina. And, but, you know, I think Miami ultimately won out for, you know, a guy that ha- had a lot of suitors, you know, I think, I know Oklahoma was involved. Georgia was involved for a, a long time. I mean, I think this is a guy that, I mean, if I remember correctly, I mean, correct, you can correct me if I'm wrong too, David, or if someone that knows, I'm pretty sure someone said it might've been Andrew. It could have been someone else that he ran a four five at Alabama or something like that. He reportedly ran like a four five. So, you know, there's okay. a guy with some, with some speed and uh, you know, I, I, I just like what Miami's getting here, man. I, I like what the addition brings to, you know, the defense as a whole. So, yeah, let's get into just kind of the type of player he is. You touched on it a little bit, um, but he's listed. You've seen him in person. So he's listed at six foot two. Would you say that is accurate? Yeah, I would say that's pretty fair. I okay. think it's probably six one and a half, six two. I think is fair. Which, you know, is tremendous size. Yeah. I, I've seen it. I've seen it reported that his wingspan is in the six five range, which means he's longer than his height, which is ideal at corner, yeah. of course. Um, and, and I'll say, like what I noticed just from watching his film, right? I haven't seen him in person like you. It seems like he is an aggressive press man corner. Um, is that does that check out to what you saw in person? Yeah, definitely. You know, he's a guy that's going to get in your face and he's going to get hands on you. And, you know, he's going to try to make a play on the ball. And, you know, I mean, he's one of those guys. And I just think, you know, the type of player he is too. I mean, I feel like he's in a sense, maybe a little bit more college ready than maybe like a Kamari Rogers type. I think Kamari Rogers is per the composite ranked a little bit higher, but you know, at six foot two, 282, I think he has like that more college ready body where he's not going to come in and have to develop as much physically as maybe a Kamari Rogers type. And then you kind of combine that with, you know, what he's put on tape, what he's probably going to do as a senior at, at Thompson. I mean, that's a powerhouse program in Alabama that he's going to go play for. I mean, you have Tony Mitchell, who's a 2023 five-star corner. You got Peter Woods, who's, I believe, the highest ranked defensive line, or the second, like number two or three player in the class of 2023 on the defensive line. I mean, th- he's going to go play for a big time program. He's going to play on a big stage and he's going to have a chance to show a lot more as a senior. Uh, potentially win another state title for that Thompson team. So, you know, I, I'm excited about what T- Traquan Fegans brings on the field now and, you know, what he still pot- has the potential to grow into, you know, as he, you know, progresses towards the next level. Yeah, and you, he's got the stats to back it up, right? His last two seasons. You mentioned he's uh, transferred to Thompson. I think those the previous two seasons he was at Oxford High School in Oxford, Alabama. And in 2019, he reportedly had uh, 15 pass breakups and five interceptions, all of which he returned for a touchdown. So he did that as a sophomore. In 2020, I couldn't necessarily find published stats for him defensively, uh, you know, his junior season. But if you watch the film, watch the tape, and kind of count it up yourself, um, I counted one interception that he returned for a touchdown. He had five punts that he returned for touchdowns. He blocked a field goal that he returned for a touchdown. Um, And, you know, basically what I'm getting at is he just appears to be just a a total playmaker, right? 
and the best athletes generally on your team are going to be at that cornerback spot. And he definitely is an impressive athlete with all the plays he makes um, and the stats back it up. And yeah, I'm curious to see what the stats will be now that he's moving to a better team. Um, I'm putting you on the spot with this. I have a player comp that I, that he reminded me of watching film. Do you want, do you want me to just take yeah, this? Or? Yeah, you can take that, David. You can definitely take that. Okay. So this is, it's kind of strange, right? Like I don't, it's not a perfect comp in terms of body type necessarily. Um, but in terms of playmaking ability and their style of play on the field, his tape at least reminds me some of Tyreek Stevenson um, at the same stage. Now look, Obviously, body type is different. Tyreek is thicker. I think Tyreek's top-end speed has tested out better than what Traquan's top-end speed has tested out at to this point. Um, and then the pluses on Traquan's side of things when comparing them is, is Traquan is longer. He's got better length than Tyreek. But the reason why I feel like it's a fair comparison they're both just very aggressive press man coverage corners uh, at the high school level. They both had tremendous playmaking ability um, on special teams. You know, Tyreek uh, returned plenty of kicks for touchdowns at the high school level. He also played some wide receiver a little bit here and there at the high school level. And Traquan plays a little bit of running back at the high school level. They'll give him some carries, or they did at least at his previous school, inside the, the red zone, and he'd score some touchdowns here and there. Basically, just both long, aggressive playmakers at cornerback that will play any position on the field. And it just, you know, I haven't been around Traquan, um, so it's hard for me to necessarily say this, but at least in high school, right, Tyreek had an alpha dog mentality. Um, and it seems like on film, just the way he carries himself and the plays he makes, Traquan kind of has that similar alpha dog mentality and quality. So what do you think? Is that, is that a weird comparison to you, Gabby? No, honestly, it's not like, I, I mean, I could definitely see it from like a playmaking standpoint, uh, you know, Tyreek's a guy that kind of plays everywhere on the defense. I feel like Traquan could potentially have a similar sort of impact. You know, I think he's just like an all-around type of guy. Again, like a guy that's done it at multiple different spots. And if that four or five is legit, which I'm, I'm like 99% sure I heard that somewhere. So okay. I, I didn't, I didn't fact check myself, which I probably should have, but I know I heard that somewhere. I wouldn't just make that up. So, I mean, if he does have that, I mean, I think the verified speed's way up there too. So, you know, I think, I, I, I think Tyreek Stevenson's a, a pretty fair comp. Um, in terms of just his mentality, I mean, I, when I watched him play in Atlanta, uh, you know, he, he kind of has, I mean, he walked into, you know, a team of a bunch of South Florida guys, you know, just, he was playing with the Miami Immortals, uh, again, a bunch of South Florida guys, you got a bunch of guys from Gulliver, guys from Booker T, Northwestern, you know, just really just a whole blend of a South Florida talent. And he, he kind of meshed right away, you know, he became a guy that, you know, you, you, you saw him like hanging out with the rest of the guys, interacting with the rest of the guys real quick. You kind of saw people maybe sort of gravitate towards him a little bit too. So I do think he has sort of that persona where, 
you know, he so, sort of just like naturally has like that respect from everyone too. And he kind of feels like he's the guy out there too. Like at any given time, like he wanted to cover the other team's best, uh, best receivers. You know, he wasn't like backing down or trying to, you know, just, Oh, I'll just do this or that. Like he was just like, put me on their best guy. So, you know, I'm, I'm definitely a trade on Fegan's guy from a mentality standpoint too. Uh, again, I, I'm just a really big fan of this addition for Miami. Yeah, it's not a perfect comp, but when I watched when I watched Traquan's uh, highlights, that's who he reminded me of. Um, so let's talk like let's pull it back a little bit, Gabby, and just talk the corner position in general now that Miami has locked up. So they have three guys committed, right? We we touched on Kamari Rogers, who's also a top 100 guy, who's also an out of state guy. He's from the state of Mississippi. And um, not too long ago, uh, Chris Graves, four-star corner out of Bishop Vero, Fort Myers, um, committed to the Hurricanes as well. Um, you know, I think one of the moves Manny Diaz made uh, this offseason, right, with, with changing things up with coaching in the secondary um, was to try and get coaches that could do a better job of closing on high level cornerback prospects, right? And so now we see Demarcus Van Dyke as the cornerbacks coach and Travaris Robinson as the safeties coach. Um, you know, it's three guys committed right now. Would you, do you feel like it's fair to say mission accomplished right now from the cornerback standpoint in terms of recruiting and, and upgrading the talent there? Yeah, man. I mean, I, I feel like you have to say, yeah, at this point, I mean, what more could you really ask? Like really like, I feel like if you kind of put together a best case scenario for DeMarcus Van Dyke up to this point, I mean, I, I think you have it right now between Chris Graves, Kamari Rogers and Traquan Vegans now, like, I mean, you got two top hundred talents. You have, you know, two top 15 corners in those guys. You got a guy, you got a guy in Chris Graves who, you know, his ceiling is still really high too. And, you know, they project him really well you know, him being young and him sort of having like, you know, the structure that he has and just like, basically, you know, how he looks physically, like, you know, he, like, it, it wouldn't be super, super surprising. Let's say if Chris Graves ends up being the most, most successful one of all, out of all of those sure. guys, like, you know, uh, that's not super crazy to say right now. So, you know, I, I think Agreed. it's, I think it's a, I think it's a really, really great group for DeMarcus Van Dyke in his first year. I think it really sets the tone for, you know, maybe the rest of the defense, you know, sets the tone for what he's going to be able to do going on. Cause everyone thought that DeMarcus Van Dyke was going to be able to close. Right. Like that was kind of like the hope, like this guy's going to like going to be able to do it, but he still has to do it. Like he's done it. And then some, and he's done it really quickly. Like, I mean, if you look at first year coaches across the country, like I don't have the data in front of me, but I'm not right. sure a first year coach, you know, this cycle has done what DeMarcus Van Dyke has done this, this, just this go around this quickly. So, um, you know, huge props to him and what he's been able to do. I think you have to be really excited about, uh, you know, this group and, you know, the potential of what the cornerback can continue to look like in the future as, you know, they continue to try to stack talent, you know, throughout the next two cycles. Yeah, DVD does seem like he's kind of a, a star in the making um, in the coaching industry from a re recruiting standpoint. Um, I want to ask you this too, Gabby. So, you know, I know like uh, Kamari Rogers, Chris Graves, um, you know, it seemed like Demarcus Van Dyke was definitely the the primary recruiter there. Travaris was was also T Rob was also involved too with those guys. Was that the case too with with Traquan? Because just from a profile standpoint, it really seems like Traquan is a 
Travaris Robinson type of corner that he would land, you know, at his previous stops at South Carolina, Florida, et cetera. Um, did, did he also have a, a heavy role in, in landing Fegans, you think? Yeah, I mean, I think both of them did. I mean, I think Travaris Robinson has, you know, he's been a part of the process for oh, just a part of Miami's pursuit for Fegans the entire way. I mean, you could say the same thing about a lot of these guys. I mean, Travaris Robinson is, is sort of mentoring Demarcus Van Dyke in a way, but, you know, like those are his guys. But, I mean, T-Rob is, is involved with the corners. He's involved with a lot of just the recruiting overall that's happening across Miami's roster. So, you know, I do think that Travaris Robinson has his footprint on this a little bit. You know, I think that, uh, you know, he's definitely been involved here. Um, I, he might even, like, I, I'm pretty sure DeMarcus Van Dyke is the primary, but I know for a fact that, you know, he's mentioned T-Rob to me in the past. You know, he talks about that, that relationship. I know Dad has mentioned T-Rob as well, you know, in really high regards. So definitely, um, I think it was a little bit of both here, but, you know, yeah. definitely, uh, definitely credit to both of those guys. Yeah, the duo's definitely working out for yeah, Miami. for sure, for sure. Let's talk about just the footprint, because I think this is interesting for Miami's recruiting this cycle, but particularly interesting at this position, right? Because when we think about cornerback recruiting, we think about, oh, Miami doesn't have to leave not only South Florida, but the state of Florida to land top tier corners. And while that's true, that doesn't necessarily mean there aren't top tier corners in the Southeast and around the country, et cetera. And, and recruiting is a bottom line business. And all that matters is the talent you're bringing in, right? Ultimately, I don't think it matters where they come from as long as they are talented guys. Yeah. And right now, two of the three corners Miami has committed are from outside the state of Florida. Obviously we've mentioned it a million times by now, Rogers, from Mississippi, Fegans from Alabama. Do you find this interesting? Do you think it sends a message at all? Do you think it's just a coincidence in how things have kind of shaken out this cycle? What do you make of this? I mean, I think it's a little bit of everything. And I think a part of it is just like, you know, when you look at South Florida, like who are the elite corners you point to? I mean, you, you got Jacoby Spells. He, he could have had a place in this class. He decided to go to West Virginia. You have Earl Little Jr., you know, he's kind of taking his time with the process, you know, to so me, I, I, that's interesting, honestly, yeah. because particularly Earl Earl, right. Cause he's a legacy. He's a guy you would think Miami, you know, on paper should be a shoe into land, but he's highly interested him and his family are highly interested in Alabama. Right. Yeah. Um, which is fair. Cause Alabama is a machine right now. And, but Miami didn't sit around and wait for, you know, they're not playing the waiting game for Earl Little, who, you know, they are still recruiting, they are still pursuing, um, and they're still in the mix there. Uh, But they're not go, they're not putting all their eggs in the Earl Little Jr. basket. Instead, they go into Alabama's backyard and grab a a player who I think is equally as good um, in Alabama's backyard you know, a player essentially that Alabama is somewhat slow playing in, in Traquan Fegans, right? So in a way that swap that could potentially happen to me is interesting. I don't know. Sorry, I cut you off. No, no. I mean, I mean, that's fair. I mean, that's, that's a really good point. That, I feel like that's a part of why, you know, all those reasons you mentioned is a part of why Miami just had to go out there and just find the best player available, like the best player at the position. I mean, because outside of those two guys, 
feel like I feel like there's a pretty significant drop off after that. And you know, if you can't tell through this in this Manny Diaz era, they're not just going to start settling for the South Florida guys if they feel like they can go out of the area and get someone better. They they are in the business of acquiring top talent, and if that means right. getting a guy from Alabama, that means getting a guy from Alabama. If that means going into Mississippi and going head to head with you know Ole Miss for a guy, they're gonna try. They're they're gonna do it. You know, they're going to go into SEC country and go take some of these guys if they feel like those are the guys that are going to help the program win. And, you know, I think that's just, again, I think the way that this, I mean, you just look at the recruiting class in general. I mean, you got eight guys in, in the fold. Now seven of them are out-of-state guys. Like, right. that's crazy. I think that's just right there. It says a lot about, you know, where this staff is in terms of just like how they are planning to acquire talent and how it's, if you're, you can be a South Florida guy, but, you know, if, if Miami feels like there is a better fit that's out of the area or out of the state, like they're going to do what they can to, to land that guy because Miami, Miami wants to win a national championship. I think that's the goal. I think Miami wants to win an ACC championship. Miami wants to beat Clemson. Like, you know, sometimes these South Florida guys are just like, you know, they're good players, but the ultimate goal is, are you going to be Clemson? How are you going to knock off Clemson? How are you going to win the ACC? And Miami's going to find guys that are going to help them do that. And where they're from right now, really just doesn't seem to be a huge factor. They're just trying to get the best players that they can find. And, you know, kudos to them for, you know, really making that decision. Cause I know it's not always an easy one to say, Hey, I'm going to go out here and get this guy. And I'm not, maybe we're going to pass on this guy that's from down here. I mean, it, 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 there's a lot of stuff that goes, that goes on there. And, you know, Miami's just, Miami just wants to win. I think this is a testament to that, that, you know, win, winning ultimately is the bottom line for them and they're going to do whatever they have to kind of do to just make sure that that happens. Yeah, I mean, Miami is an attractive place to play, of course, an attractive place to live. And if it takes out-of-state, if out-of-state players realize it yeah. more than in-state players or South Florida players, then, you know, I think what is Miami supposed to do, right? Ultimately, yeah. they have to take the best players they can ultimately take. Um, so I just, I find it interesting, particularly because it is the cornerback position, right? Um yeah. And I, I think Miami's strategy or the way they've handled cornerback recruiting so far in the cycle, I don't have any issues with, right? So, uh, so far, they've done a great job there. Um, so let's, let's wrap it up here, Gabby. Um, good stuff. Traquan Fegans in the class. Commitment number eight. I think that bumps Miami up to the top 50, maybe in that number 45-ish area. We'll see what the, the final numbers compute when he's, when he's officially added to the commitment list. Um, but big time pickup for the Hurricanes. Hope you guys appreciated this emergency podcast. And uh, till next time, take care, guys. Later. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? 
Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.